say good Friday to you. But I can't. But I can't. Today is a reality check. I know you don't want to hear it. I, I Look, if you listen to the postgame show last night and follow me on Twitter, people are pissed off. Pissed. I made people angry last night. That's okay. That's okay. Your passion is the same as my passion. I channeled it in a different way. I channeled it in a reality. You want to channel it in a, in a I'm going to just put a funnel down my throat and guzzle the green and gold Kool-Aid? That's fine. Do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But what happened last night was an abomination in three different fronts. One, Joe Barry stinks. First statement. Two, your team, your defense is on a 10-plus minute drive by Tennessee in the second quarter, almost eating up the entire second quarter. Okay? Your defense is on the field. And all you do is you say, you know what, guys? Look, they're going for it. They're going, they believe they can do whatever they want on you. They're going for it, right? Going for it. So what do you do? What do you do? You stuff them on fourth down. You, it's a victory. Your defense who had been getting chewed up. Chewed up. Second and eight. Give up a first down. Playing 11 yards off the ball. Third and ten. Fourth and one. Give it up. Give it up. Another fourth and one, they plow it right through you. Third and one, give it up. Playing five yards off the ball. Third and one again, plow it. Derrick Henry up the middle, five yards. Boom, first down. Just you kept giving it up and giving it up and giving it up. And finally, your defense gets down the field, and they just, they're deep. Their backs are right there in the shadow of their own goalpost. Ten-plus minutes, they're on the field just trying anything and everything. And you finally get to stop. And what is the old adage that Herm Edwards used to yell? You play to win the game. You went down with Christian Watson, you scored, you tied the ball game up, except for ah, special teams again, right? Again. So you get off the field. You're down by a point. Let's turn this thing around, man. Let's make some positive juice out of this. You go with your best players, right? Wrong. Matt LaFleur runs A.J. Dillon out there. Three carries, two yards. Your best weapon in Aaron Jones, he keeps on the sidelines. Three and out. A minute 15, and you put that defense back on the field, and they give it up. Derrick Henry goes left tackle four yards after plowing through you again. And that's it. That was the dumbest thing you could possibly do as a head coach, as a play caller, as as a personnel exchanger. It was an abomination. And then to continually run soft, underneath zone, you made Ryan Tannehill look like a freaking god. Now, I'm not bashing on Ryan Tannehill, but let me give you a little bit of reality here. Ryan Tannehill, 14 of 18, 127 yards, sacked only once, a touchdown, and a 114.6 quarterback rating. For a team that only averaged 281 yards in the entire game coming into, they had 171 at half. That was at half. You made Ryan Tannehill look like a god. And you kept playing soft zone. You kept playing back. I don't know why. 
And then so what I wrote when the fans began to boo, clock strike zero, pow, gun goes off. Here come the Green Bay Packers running towards the tunnel and the fans booed. And I said, kudos to you fans. You pay your money, you're hardcore fans, you're passionate, you're up there bundled up, it's freezing cold, you're out there in the middle of the night enjoying all of this, and all you wanted to do was see a better coaching performance. And you booed. You have every right to boo. Boo the hell out of them. That was a pathetic coaching staff in the first half of that ballgame. That was a pathetic coaching staff. That was a pathetic performance. Period. And people got pissed. How dare you say that? How dare you let them boo? What are you going to stop them? They paid their money. They're allowed to do what they want to do. I applaud them for doing it. You know what? You don't mind it when the team gets cheered, when everybody's going crazy, the place is loud, and and Matt LaFleur is waving his arms. Give me more noise. Give me more noise. That's fine, right? But if they they perform badly, we're going, oh, oh, that poor team. That poor team. Oh, jeez. Go back, go. Oh, jeez. I'm not some fan-ass sucked-em website here that just gets their jollies off of pumping up fans and saying, go, Pat, go every day. Okay? I'm bringing reality. It was an incredibly poor coach team in the first half of that ballgame. Now Matt LaFleur in the second half, whatever epiphany they had, back to play action, moving the ball around. Now Rodgers, when they needed him most, sucked. Rodgers, when they needed him most, sucked. And he, he was just missing guys. I thought Sammy Watkins kind of pulled up on that route, on that crossing pattern. I don't know if he ever would have caught the ball had he kept running, but Rodgers missed him. The downfield pass to Alan Lazard, two of them to Alan Lazard, sucked. Terrible. Throwing the ball on a wide open Aaron Jones on a crossing pattern into the ground, sucked. Okay, so everybody's saying, well, he's got a broken thumb. Tell me where it's been written, said that he has a broken thumb. Is it is it banged up? Absolutely. Broken? I don't think so. Because if it's broken, it's got displaced bones. And you know as well as I do, there's no way Doc McKenzie would ever, the way they err on the side of caution, Doc McKenzie would never, ever, 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 ever put a guy out there with a broken thumb. Especially a thumb that probably would need, anytime you break a bone in hands and fingers, usually it requires a surgery to put it back into place. Look at Dak Prescott. It, is it is it banged up? Is it swollen? Is it hurting? Are there tendons in there that are popped or whatever? I, probably. It looked like last night he couldn't grip the grip the football very well, but but that's the reality. The reality was that a team that normally a team that normally averages two hundred eighty one yards per game coming into this contest, one of the lowest outputs in all of football, racked up four hundred and eight yards on you, and you let them do it. Now, was there missed assignments? Was there missed tackles? Absolutely. But you did a pretty solid job on keeping Derrick Henry in check. He averaged 3.1 yards per carry last night. Pretty good job by the front by the front four. Pretty good job. Early on in the ballgame, he was only averaging 2.6. Did a pretty good job. But my God, you're sitting there watching. You can see the yellow line. You can see it on the field. You can see when you're at the game, you can see the yard markers, the sticks. You can see what they need for a first down. And you've got guys that are up, and it's a it's a third and four, and they're up, and they're walking up, and they stop at six yards. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then the snap of the ball, and they're backpedaling. Tannehill fakes the handoff to Derrick Henry. Everybody freezes for a minute, and he just lobs it over. Little dink and dunk, six yards, eight yards, nine yards, seven yards, four yards. First down, first down, first down, first down, first down. My God. My God. That was embarrassing. 
That was embarrassing. That was an incredibly poor coached football team. They weren't ready. Vrabel whooped his ass. Vrabel schooled the student. Vrabel was all over. His team was fundamentally sound. Did you see the way they defended Aaron Rodgers in the pocket? They did not go after him to pressure him, to beat him up, to knock him down. They didn't believe in him at all. They said, you know what? We're going to keep you in the pocket, dude. Even at times when they got a chance to get up and around a tackle to possibly maybe drag him down from behind, they didn't. They came back underneath. They came back around. Kept him right in front. Just keep Aaron Rodgers in front of you as long as he can see you. Keep him in front of you. Don't worry. He's not going to run a whole lot. And if he does and picks up one first down, so what? But all in all, he ain't going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. We're going to get, we're, we don't believe in Aaron Rodgers. That's what Vrabel said. We don't believe in him. He'll hit Christian Watson a couple times. Okay, the game was relatively close. But we don't believe in him because in the long run, we can stuff the run. We're a good run-stuffing team. We knew that coming into this contest. And we know Matt LaFleur is going to have that brain fart, that cranius rectus invertus, in which he all of a sudden, because you have to do it, we're going to run A.J. Dillon out there for a series. Why, I don't know. He's not having that great of a season to begin with. But why, I don't know. On a cold night, he's going to run north, south, and pound him. Well, you know what he ended up with? A.J. Dillon, eight carries, 13 yards. You know what? They're scary 13 yards. You know what that equals? Two point yards per carry. Way to go, Matt. Way to go, baby. Keep running that out there. Then at the end of the game, when all the dust is settled and Matt LaFleur stands at the podium last night, how many times did he say, I don't know? Ask questions. Oh, I, I don't know. Why did you do that? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know, we got we got missed assignments. and it, But why are you playing soft on third down? Why are you playing soft on second and short? I, I what do you want to do, Bill? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Well, I want you to answer a question honestly first and foremost. Because you're, 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 what you're doing right now, Matt LaFleur is on a cliff, the, the mythological cliff, and his fingers are right there on the edge, okay? And he's trying to hang on to that locker room, man. According to, to, to some there, he's trying to hang on to that locker room. And the fingers are starting to slip. And, and all you can bring up and muster is, I, I, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I, I don't know. I don't know. No, you're the guy getting paid to know. You're the guy that, that fans look to for answers. People pay a lot of money. You ask for stock. You ask the fans to support your ass and give you money because. Now, fans do it. I did it. Fans love the Green Bay Packers, and there's nothing wrong with that. But this is a giant, big, sunshine-blowing dose of reality right up the sphincter, man. Right up the sphincter. I'm not going to give you the green and gold Kool-Aid. That was a bad football team last night. When they needed it the most and their backs were against the wall, they absolutely, coaching all the way down, suck last night. And there's no excuse for that. Not when a Tennessee team who played, then had to come to your joint on a Thursday night, came in fundamentally sound, so much better, so much outcoached you. No, they don't have a bunch of superstars. They just beat you. Because they stuck to the game plan, they were fundamental, and they were aggressive. And they said, we don't believe in what you're doing because you don't know what you're doing. And they beat you. Now what? You have zero room for, uh, for error now. you got to win out. And you're not going to do it. You know why? This is the reason when Ben and I started picking games and I said, I just can't pick the Packers because I can't unsee Detroit. I can't unsee Washington. I can't unsee Buffalo. I can't unsee the Jets whooping their ass. I can't unsee that. They have played poor football for an entire season. 
They have been unbelievably poorly coached for an entire season. And all you can do is stand at the podium and go, I don't know. We're getting our money's worth, aren't we? There you go. There you go. Welcome to the program. Yeah, right. I didn't figure you would. Go back and look at the tape. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring it. And I want to just open up the phone lines, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You know a guy that got on me last night? He didn't say I was wrong. Nick Barnett retweeted me last night. He just said, damn, Bill. But he didn't say I was wrong. He knew I was harsh, but I wasn't wrong. I couldn't. I was so excited to see that team come out and play well. I wanted to believe in them so freaking bad. I wanted to think... Listening to Rasul Douglas say, we believe we can win. We There's a here. And I'm thinking, okay, something happened. Some switch flipped behind closed doors, and you're ready to go. I wanted to believe in them so bad. I wanted to have a really exciting – I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl, but I wanted to have an exciting run, you know? I wanted December to matter. I wanted to see that last game of the season, and you're doing statistics, and you need this team to lose, and you got to get a win, and then you got one more team you need to, to, to take a loss. And we, man, it's an exciting last day of the season. You've got this going on, and then the Packers end up in the postseason, and you know, by the grace of God, and then they just get hot at the right time, and, they, and suddenly the health starts to come, and everything starts to flow in the right direction. And no, no, you know what coaches are supposed to do? Put you in the best position to be successful. Did the coaching staff do that last night? No. No. Say it with me. No. No, they didn't. God, I'm so pissed today. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. To put on a performance like that, I just I don't even know what to say. Uh, there was nothing like a few days ago um and that's why you're only as good as your last game and you gotta every time you step out on that field you gotta go out and do it and give credit to the titans they came ready to play they were they were obviously more physical and they made a lot more plays than we made that's putting it mildly that's putting it mildly matt lafleur at the podium last night Welcome back to the program. I'm opening up, opening up the phone lines, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Everything I went through, poor coaching, poor play calling, poor preparedness, quarterback didn't throw the ball at all well in the fourth quarter when they needed him most, receivers either just cutting off routes, not running hard. I have no idea what the hell's going on there. I know many of you are pointing out uh, Kurt Warner's breakdown on YouTube of what the wide receivers were doing over in Detroit, and they're, you know, uh, really problematic, for lack of a better term. I agree with you. Uh, there's so much to call out on this team, and the problem I have with it is this. I get it if you're a young guy, if you're a rookie, if you're just learning the league, and every week is going to be a learning process. You're not going to be a veteran after the first three games. I understand that. But when you've got guys that have been in the league a long time, guys like Sammy Watkins, guys like Alan Lazard, these guys have been in the league for a while. You look at some of the blocking up front, and it wasn't terrible last night. It just wasn't great. They got manhandled up front by the by the front four of the Tennessee Titans. When you continually have the same problems, okay, the exact same problems over and over again. You have one of two things. One of two things. You either have a general manager who is way overestimated the talent, or you've got a coaching staff that simply can't, quote, coach him up. Can't make guys better. Can't put them in the right place at the right time to be successful. Or you got guys, well, you know, that just aren't good and 
don't have heart or whatever, but I don't want to go there because I don't know what's in the heart of players. But I'll tell you this. There is something innately wrong with this team, and I cannot fathom what's going on behind closed doors because it's the same mistakes every effing week. And to have a head coach stand at the podium and go, I don't know, is unacceptable. Now, I got. Uh, let me say this real quick. I got all these people calling me out over on uh, the Bud Light live stream, and kudos to you for doing it, okay? But here's the deal. You asked me if I want Matt LaFleur fired. If Matt LaFleur was in the second or th- last year of his deal, he'd be gone. He'd be gone. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He is hanging onto that locker room right now, okay? I don't know what – guys aren't coming out supporting Matt going, oh, my God, coach had us ready to go. Great practices, great coaching staff, great – nobody's saying that. They're just talking about the same mistakes, the same problems, the same calls. That's what they're talking about. We got to be better. We got to do this. Right place. One guy. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, you can only say that for so long. If Matt LaFleur was in the last year, the second to last year of his deal, he'll be he'd be gone. He signed an extension in the offseason. So am I calling for the job? Eh, you know what? Do I think he's in over his head? Something's innately wrong right now. And it starts with him. It starts with him. I don't care right now with 13 and wins and 13 wins and 13 wins is going to get you. It buys you stock, which is probably what you're going to use. You're going to take those chips and push them to the middle of the table this offseason because he's probably not going anywhere. But I'll tell you this, don't run Joe Barry back out there. Don't, don't you dare run Joe Barry back out there. Matt LaFleur, I give him credit. The second half of that ball game, that was a better called, better called half. You could see more play action. You could see more movement. You could see more things that they have done right that gets that offense in rhythm. We have seen that. And then Rodgers obviously being Rodgers. The the pass to Christian Watson, the pass to Aaron Jones. Those things are Aaron Rodgers-esque that only he can do. He can only do I mean, that's that's it. But am I calling for jobs? I, I think something's wrong, and yeah, people should people are going to be fired. No doubt about it. Do I think the head coach is going to go? No. He's got those chips. He's got that cachet. He's going to buy himself. He's going to take those chips to the table, push him in the middle, and say, I'm back for another year. But if this happens again next year, guarantee he will not be back. Guarantee he will not be back, which is, the why he, which is maybe the reason why right now, when you see him on camera, he looks like a deer in the headlights. Don't worry about your hair and your eyebrows and your mustache and all that crap. Worry about fixing this damn team. Because this team stinks right now. And Joe Barry, right there, just below the head of the fish, you talk about a stench coming out of the docks, warfing up in the middle of the night. Man, that defense stinks. My God. I can do the math. Let's see. You need four yards. So, yeah, play ten yards back. What does that give them? A six-yard cushion. Oh, by the way, that doesn't work. What a dumbass. Let's get to the phone calls. Spencer, listening to us in Wausau. How you doing, man? What's going on? Bill, Bill. Okay, let's all take a deep breath first. First of all, I, I want to applaud you. Uh, I 100% agree with you. If you pay good money to, to support a team and go support a team at Lambeau Field and really anywhere, you have the right to voice your opinion. So people talking crap on Twitter and everything like that, they're wrong. Absolutely wrong. And I 100% agree with you and applaud you for standing up for that. What I want to talk to you about, and I, I don't know if you caught the, of course you caught the Aaron Rodgers post game last night. Aaron, in my opinion, has just given up. Because somebody asked him the question point blank last night. You've got people in the locker room not performing well, losing confidence, things along those lines. The question straight up asked to him said, how do you rally the troops? How do you rally the troops as the leader? And he goes, well, there's there's multiple people that can that can rally the rally the troops and right. rally the locker room. I'm like, that's exactly the wrong answer you want to hear from your, your quarterback, your veteran quarterback that you've been looking up to for years and years. And, yes, they may lead to the absolute 
atrocious coaching that has happened this year. But I wanted to get your take on that. See what you think. Best to you and all the family, brother. No, I appreciate it, pal. Thanks for the support. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. That goes back to let Cobby coach him up. That, that That's my answer to that. That's, that's you know, I, I look, do I think Aaron Rodgers is a leader in the locker room? I think he leads by example. Is he a rah-rah guy? Not usually. He goes about his business and wants to elevate people, okay? Wants to help people. It, it, it's how you go about it, I guess, is the best way to put it. How you go about elevating people, do you just expect them to be up on your level? Do you get into the trenches with them to elevate them back up? Do you go around each guy prior to a game and you're slapping high fives and you're talking to guys? Are you sitting down with guys at night saying, hey, we need to get better. Let's do this. Let's do that. Come on into my room. Come on over. I I, I don't know. I don't know what he does. But last night the question was, yeah, right? But last night when they said, you know, Aaron, where do you go from here? His first word was home. Just wanted to go home. Here's Rodgers and how he rallies the troops. Well, it's got to be multiple guys. You know, it can't just be one person. Otherwise, the voice kind of gets drowned out by the uh, the white noise of the standardness. So it's got to be multiple guys saying the same things. So it's a call to all the leaders in the football team, not just the six elected captains. But we got to play up to our potential. If we play up to our potential, we can win our last six games. I'm confident of that. If they play up to their potential, they can win the last six games. I would not disagree. I would not disagree. When he says it's it's up to, you know, now the question was, what do you do? And he kind of said, well, it's up to everybody. I, and I get that. He's he, that's, that's, that's a reality answer. You need guys on that defensive side of the football going to Joe Barry and, and those guys saying, we need to all work together. We need to figure this out. You need guys in the offense, receivers, offensive linemen, running back. You, you need to work it out. You know, what I think what the question was was hoping for was, Aaron, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, is Aaron going to, like, divulge all the secrets? He's going to say, you know what, I'm going to call a team meeting. Is he going to tell the media that prior to doing it? No. Wouldn't be wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be right to do. Again, he'd be chastised by the media for answering a question asked by the media in a very honest way before he ever talked to anybody in that locker room. Right? They'd be crucifying him today on Good Morning Football, on Get Up, on all those morning shows, Barstool Sports, and everything else. They'd be killing a guy. Mad Dog Sports, they'd be killing a guy. Why? How can he say that to us before he says it to them? So... I, I I get it, but on one hand, the question is, Aaron, what are you going to do? And he looked like a deer in the headlights. And the easy answer was, it's not just me, it's everybody. Otherwise, the, you know, the one voice will become stale. I understand that. I, that that's reality. That's true. But <laughs> I would say, I would say at this point, there's not much he can do. I think it starts with the man in the mirror. That's what I think it starts with. If that thumb is that bad that you can't make throws, big throws, when when they're needed in the fourth quarter, you shouldn't be on the field. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. People are swearing to God the thumb's broke. Who said that? Show me where it says the thumb's broke. You know, was it a dislocation that popped back in? It's just sore. The joint's bad. He can hardly move it. it. You know, injections, whatever. I don't know. But usually a broken bone of some type usually gets set. In a thumb, yeah. 
877-867-1670. Real quick, uh, let's get back to it. John listening to us in Jersey. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, how you doing, Bill? Listen, Bill. Things were, this is the deal. First of all, they should never extend it before. He didn't do anything. He lost championship games. He lost divisional round games. He hasn't proven a thing, right, number one. Number two, Rodgers, they should have traded him because we could have got a lot of value for him. We could have seen what Love had, and we could have all those extra picks for leverage going you know, to the draft. Let me tell you something. Chicago has $125 million to spend next year and picks. Philadelphia mm-hmm. has two number ones and money. We have nothing. We have picks. They can't even pick right when they have picks. So right, well, that's it? just the thing, yeah. And Rodgers, why give this guy, why, this guy, he hoodwinked everybody. Look, Rodgers was great in his career. They didn't support him a lot early, in earlier days with, with talent. But these guys just give up. Why was it the Green Bay press? They never challenge LaFleur, and they never challenge Rodgers. Never. It's all softball questions. I can't, if they were in New York, they would have been crucified. Yeah, for the way I, they coach. For the way they coach. I, it's I have had. T- I have played it to. No, I I agree with that one hundred percent. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for listening to us in Jersey. Um, Lafleur got the contract extension because he took over a team that was abysmal, and the very next year they win thirteen games. There was a turnaround. There was a breath of fresh air. There was an openness with the quarterback to accept the uh, accept the offense. They ran it the way it should have been run, and then Rodgers got you know, the leeway to do certain things, and they relied upon Devontae, and they had a really good offensive line. I mean, there was a lot of things that flowed in the right direction with a lot of the same guys from the year prior. So I, I give LaFleur credit. He's not a total idiot. But in big moments, in certain moments, like cl- clock management, again last night we're looking at a team with 545 left to go in the game. You desperately need a timeout. No, by the way, you don't have any. You don't have any. You know, you just keep, what you, what you again, wash, rinse, repeat. You can't get the play in on time. You're always running late getting out of the huddle. You waste timeouts. And now when you need them, you don't have them. And the play calling, again, going down the, going down the stretch, poor. The play calling when your defense has been on the field for a long period of time. Not even running your best players out there. Poor, dumb coaching. It's moments like that that cost you games. It's not the overall picture. The overall picture, the offense wasn't terrible. You know, Rodgers had some bad throws, but they were able to move the ball. They used Christian Watson. He's got five touchdowns in a matter of, what, now, eight quarters? I mean, it's been fantastic. Okay, great. But there were certain moments in this game when you needed to grab a hold of it and you needed to take it back, and you didn't, and that's coaching. That is poor. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. If you want to uh, go ahead and get your voice be heard. Uh, this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. They are big supporters of the Green Bay Packers. And uh, you still, though, doesn't matter if the Packers win or lose, you still have an opportunity to garner some cash on the opening drive contest. All you got to do is go to the pump, fill up. But when you do, type in your Quick Rewards number. You are automatically registered for that opening drive. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Troop. I know a lot of you went there yesterday, picking up tailgate supplies, heading up to Lambeau Field, a little bit of snow, a little like a snow globe. It was joyous. It was fun. And then you were treated to that craptastic performance. Man, at least you had some good Quick Trip along the way to boost your spirits and fill you up a little bit. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Stay tuned. we got a lot more, a lot more, a lot more to get to in the Bill Michael Show right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Houston, and uh, they are looking to hire. If you are looking for a career, not a job, but a career, and if you are a company looking to work with a quality manufacturing company, a machining company, that is Pindell. Go to P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. Pindell.com. Right here in New Berlin, Wisconsin. And, um, again, if you're looking for a career, not just a job, a career, check out Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L.com. Um, before I go back to the phones, and and this is what got everybody all fired up last night, okay? Um, at halftime, I tweeted out, listen to the booze. Hell yes. Boo Matt LaFleur and this pathetic coaching staff. And people got bent. People got mad. How dare you say that? No, they were, they were pathetic. That performance last night out of that coaching staff was pathetic. And I've explained all the reasons as to why. All the reasons as to why. The team didn't play very well. The coaches didn't coach very well. The defensive coach the, the coordinator, just bad. Just bad. And I've applauded him when he's actually changed some things up. So don't act like I'm just railing on Joe Barry. I'm not like a lot of people that just killed this guy the minute he was hired. I gave him, I gave him praise last year. We've been pretty fair on this program. We call it like we see it. Last night, they got booed off the field. And p- fans pay their money. They buy the stock. They buy the jerseys. They do a lot of things that they normally can't afford to do, but they do it because they're passionate and they love it. And don't tell me a fan can't boo. Not not at all. You're not a fan if you boo. Yeah, no, actually you're more of a fan because you're passionate enough to have that emotion well up in you and go, what the hell was that? What was that? This was Aaron Rodgers' reaction to the question, what happened and how did you feel when you guys got booed last night? It's not often you get booed. It's like hearing those. Not you personally, but as a, as a group. Um, interesting. It's the best I can give you. Interesting. That's the best I can give you. You know, I was so hoping, so hoping he would have said, you know what, did you see our performance? You know what, we didn't play well. You know what, we deserved it. You know what, they're fans, man, that's passion. I love them. There was an opportunity to make something out of it. Instead, you get the condescending, interesting, interesting. I'm so far above you mentally than everybody else out there. That's interesting. Kiss my ass. God, that is part of the problem with this team. You have an opportunity right there. You got a question right in your hand. You could have made something of it. You know what? He could have said, you know what? We deserved it, man. Passionate fans. God, I love our fan base. They're so passionate. And we didn't deserve to be cheered at that point. We didn't play very well. You know, offense, we had an opportunity after the defense finally got a big stand. He could have praised the defense. He could have said, hey, look, their backs were against the wall, and they came up big, man. What do we do as an offensive unit? We let them down. We let them down. We put them back on the field. Did you see how we played? No, no, no. Interesting. I'm I'm not sure, Bill. I wish I had the answer there. No, you don't have an answer. It's interesting. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, let's get back at it. Let's go to our, our guy, Mike, and cut. Hey, Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you, after three 13-win seasons and not doing anything after that, I didn't expect anything out of this team, even if they squeaked in on a wild card. Um, Packers are pathetic. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell it like it is here. Uh, people 
quit being so self-delusional here. Uh, stick a fork in them, they're done. Out of the 53 active roster players, you may f- they're not on the same page. Some of them, most of them are clueless. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a spoiled piece of meat, and he's complaining about basically every freaking play. It's time for him to go away. Um, I'm afraid, yeah, they might get rid of uh, a few coaches instead of the real problem issues. And that uh, showing uh, that they allow certain players way too much power in the operation of that team. Uh, Players are not employees. They're to perform on the field as the coaches deem necessary, uh, not the other way around. Um, I, I, I don't care how good the player is. Just shut up and do what you're told to do and play the way you're supposed to play. No excuses at all. There are going to be a lot of changes made regardless at the end of the season. The, 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 the Packer base deserves a lot better than what they're getting. Um, Rodgers is just using other people as a scapegoat, pretty much the rookies. I mean, you can't trade an all-pro receiver like Devontae Adams for, in for two or three rookie receivers that haven't played a whole year in the NFL. And I think it's unrealistic for people right now to, look, we've, we're throwing bad money after good money. It, this is done. There is no more window. It's shut. We have to rebuild. And at least we're not going to be like the teams the last 30 years. I mean, if you think about it, we're pretty spoiled. But when it comes down to the big game, we've got two, two diva quarterbacks, two Super Bowls in 30 years. So, you know what? The proof's in the pudding, Bill. I I, I don't care what they do the rest of this year, but there are going to be a lot of changes made. And I hate to say it, but Rodgers, because of all the money tied up, he's he's held this team ransom because of of his contract. So, I don't Mm -hmm. know, Bill. I don't have an answer, but all I'm going to say is, you know what? I enjoyed the ride. It's going to be a rebuild. Appreciate the phone call, man. I, I uh, let me say this, uh, and I know I got to get to a break. Uh, we, we got uh, Matt Mitchell coming up. We're going to talk some betting and things coming up this weekend. I want to get to that, and then after the top of the hour, Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press Gazette. We're going to break down the film from last night. But I'll say this: when it comes to the rebuild, the question is: Do you believe this team has talent? If you believe this team has talent, I still think Rodgers is an incredible quarterback. Okay, I, I can beat the hell out of the guy, but I still praise the guy. He's a he's a great quarterback. Do I think the thumb's ailing? But if he's not going to use it as an excuse, I'm not going to either. Kudos to that. But I'll say this. If you believe there's talent on this team, you don't rebuild, you reload. And you put in better men that can lead the other men, lead the players. You put in better people, better coaches to put these guys in position to be successful. And then it has to rely on Brian Gudekins to find the talent to make this team better, to insert the pieces in the areas needed to make this team better. Otherwise, what you have to admit then is ultimately the last four years of drafts overall, not individually, there's individually positives there, but overall have been failures. You have failed to support this team. You have failed to bolster, bolster it. And the guys that you have coaching this team have also failed. And then, yes, you go with a rebuild. But I don't believe a rebuild is completely completely necessary just yet. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Titans 27-17. Green Bay fell behind in the first quarter and never held the lead. Quarterback Ryan Tannenhill led the Titans on an eight-play, 83-yard opening drive to go up 7-0 early in the first quarter, despite a lot of their players on the injury list. Yeah, we're a resilient group. We've said it all year. We faced a lot of adversity, and this week was no different. Coming on a short week, banged up, had some guys out. You know, We set our intentions on Monday. Came into the building uh, after a hard-fought game. On Sunday, got ourselves ready to go early in the week, set our mind uh, that we're going to come up here and, and win this game, and we did exactly that. The Packers rushed for over 200 yards against the Cowboys. Last night, Tennessee held them to a total of just 56 yards on the ground. Aaron Rodgers. After last week, felt good about running the ball on anybody, but they've been averaging like 66 yards per game the last, I don't know, seven or eight. So I knew it was going to be tough. They're stout in the middle, uh, good linebackers. Knew we'd have to throw it. We had obviously a lot more third and long situations today and just didn't convert enough of them. Tennessee defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons told me that the Titans' defensive game plan was simple. Stop the run and keep pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's hard for any quarterback in the league. I think that's our mindset. Like I said, stop the run. and We know we can, we can get out of anybody when it comes down to you know pass rush. I have a lot of confidence in my guys up front. So the Titans improved to 7-3 and three and they stay atop the AFC South. Green Bay falls to 4-7 and seven. and up next is back-to-back road games against the Eagles and the Bears, Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. You know, again, we did some good things and we did some things that's not so good. And every time you go back and watch the film, it's never as bad as you think and it's never as good as you think. So we got some learning to do. And, you know, at this point in the season, we got our backs against the wall and we got to figure some things out fast. That's Randall Cobb in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Four Seasons Island Resort. They've got an ugly sweater party coming up in about three weeks, uh, four weeks actually, up in uh, up in Pembine, uh, downstairs at the Boundary Waters Bar and Grill. Great place, a lot of fun. And if you want to go up there for a weekend stay and get away, get out on the island, just enjoy the snow, the snowpack, the, the sledding uh, trails are going to be open. Oh, boy. Head on up. Go to TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com and make sure you tell them you heard it here. You get 15% off. TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com. That's TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com. Uh, we bring him in now, our guy Matt Mitchell with the Action Network. Old boy Uncle Mitch uh, over on Twitter. You can find him. If Twitter still exists, I guess, anytime it can go away, I guess, from what I hear. But uh, he joins us now on the hotline. Uh, Matt, how you doing, pal? Hey, Bill. I know a lot of people are mad at the Packers, and I just want to say, so are the gamblers. What a dreadful <laughs> experience last night. That was awful. That, that Then again, I, I will have to say that when uh, we went through our picks, I called it. I just I can't buy into a team that looked that bad against Detroit. Okay, so the gamblers were mad at, uh, at the Packers. How are they going to make it up this weekend? Because there's a couple of games. I can't imagine that the New York Giants, why they're sitting at three-point underdogs at home against, or three points, that's it, at home against the Lions. No idea why. Yeah, good eye, Bill. A lot of gamblers eyeing Detroit plus three. That's one of our Experts at the Action Network, some of their very favorite picks this week include Detroit uh, Giants just punching well above their weight class with the former offensive uh, coordinator of Buffalo, Brian uh, Dable, as their head coach. They've been, you know, faring very well, but their underlying metrics say regression is coming. I know Detroit is not a very good team outdoors, but they certainly showed it last week. I think three is probably too many 
if you're looking to get involved in what should be one of the yuckier games on the slate, Detroit's definitely at the side. But to answer your question about how gamblers are going to make it back, there are three main spots, and the biggest is Pittsburgh, plus three and a half against the Bengals. A huge spot, and every gambler loves taking Mike Tomlin as an underdog. After week four of the NFL season, Mike Tomlin is 41-19-2, as an underdog. He's almost untouchable at home, 15-2-1 against the spread. He's covered nine straight, and of those nine, he's won seven outright as an underdog. He is incredible in situations like this. 14 and 8 straight up, 16, 3 and 3 against the spread as a home underdog in his career. He is the best of any head coach over the last 20 years in these spots, and he's never lost against the spread as a home dog in the division. He's 5 0 oh, and 2. I know Joe Burrow is the most profitable quarterback against the spread since his debut in 2020, but I think regression is coming there as well. And he's already faced the Steelers once off extended rest. The uh, Bengals off a bye this week, and he lost 36 to 10 the last time that happened against Pittsburgh. So Steelers are, I think, the smash spot this week for gamblers. And no Jamar Chase. That's the other side of the coin on that. He is right. Uh, then you got the game that's been moved. Uh, I, does it change the line? Buffalo now indoors. Cleveland now indoors in Detroit. Not being able to play where the snowstorms occurring. Yeah, as a Bills fan, I'm delighted. I'd rather see the game be played indoors safely. It did change the total. The total jumped up almost a full touchdown uh, because you expect a, a fast track and good visibility, obviously, and, and no wind. However, the travel implications are what make this a little bit more complicated. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a travel ban in Buffalo, so it's unclear when the Bills will be able to make it safely to Detroit. That you know, anytime there's a there's a change in the pregame routine, you always call into question people's level of preparation. But, yeah, it's kind of a topsy-turvy game right now. Line's still pretty robust. So I think you either play the under or you just stay away. Real quick, the game that I'm picking, I think the Eagles are pissed off. They're going to come in and try to do everything correct in Indianapolis in a controlled environment against the Colts. Colts get a nice win for Jeff Saturday, but I think the magic wears off. Do the, do the Eagles cover in this one? We have a lot of experts who like the Colts in this one because it's, it's just a, it's a big number compared to preseason expectations. However, I, I kind of tend to uh, to go with you, Bill. The I think the magic wears off, and if the, and if the Raiders could catch passes in the end zone at the end of the game, that we'd have a totally different story. The Colts would have lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the Saturday magic wears off on Sunday. If they want to follow you, it's old boy Uncle Mitch over on Twitter. It's on the Action Network. Go to Action Network HQ as well. Good stuff there. Matt, always a pleasure, buddy. Great stuff, and I look forward to talking to you on Monday and see how some of this stuff pans out. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. There you go. Getting you three picks right there. That's what we're talking about. That's our buddy Matt Mitchell of the Action Network. Find him at old boy Uncle Mitch over on Twitter. You can follow his stuff, and you can also follow him on the Action Network. Brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. You can still do it this month. There's still time. They're giving away Chevy Tahoes. Giving them away. Go to PaysBig.com, PaysBig.com for all the details. Get down there. Use that Firekeepers Club card, all that kind of good stuff. Ah, you know what? You need a weekend? Go. Go down there. Go enjoy yourself. Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Good, good stuff. Check it out. Tell them we sent you. Who knows? Maybe you drive home in a brand new Chevy Tahoe. That's the way to go. Go to PaysBig.com. 
Next, we're going to break down last night, and I'm going to see if everything I'm feeling is validated by the guy that breaks down the film each and every day. That's our buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Him and Pete Doherty, man, they do a great job with their podcast as well. We'll talk about that as well when we come back. One hour down, three yet to go. Let's vent it up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.